probably one of the most difficult parts, for me at least, on the path of mindfulness is learning how to sit with feelings that are very uncomfortable and very difficult to bear. I would imagine that this is different for everyone, and I would also imagine that some people struggle with this more than others. I don't know. But for me, what I have found is that once I started meditating and started trying to cultivate mindfulness in my own life, that I could clearly see as I was able to get more in touch with what my mind was actually trying to tell me about any given situation, that sometimes the, uh, the feelings that I had, and, and these are just emotions that just come up in of themselves, they can also be responses to things that are happening externally that sometimes we can be so busy thinking about things, sometimes about what it is that we're suffering from as far as those feelings. Sometimes we can be preoccupied with other issues in our lives that it sort of drowns out some of these feelings to the point where we, they, they make us uneasy and uncomfortable. But at the same time, it gets lost in everything else, and then it makes it really difficult to pinpoint or isolate what it actually is, what it is that we're actually feeling, so that, and there again, the focus is not to do anything about it, because honestly, with feelings and emotions, the more that you try to do something about it, the more that you try to fix it, the more that it continues to, uh, to be a source of pain. And it's almost like it gives energy to it. And that's really where, the, for me, the lesson has been in that dealing with difficult emotions, or really emotions of any kind, that what, I, what has worked for me is to get more still and more quiet, which means that, I have to, that, that forces me to have to sit and, I, and I, I've always loved the phrase, I'm not sure who said this, but it's one of my favorite phrases, and anyone that knows me f- even fairly well will hear me say this quite often. You know, you have to sit with this. This is, you know, someone will say, hey, Jeff, I'm, you know, this is, you know, I'm really feeling, you know, this certain way. This is really difficult. I, you know, and I do it myself. I mean, I will tell people, you'll, you know, people that know me will hear me say, you know what, I'm really struggling with feeling, you know, really helpless right now. I'm, uh, I'm feeling very empty. And I just have to sit with this because I know that anything that I try to do to either improve myself or try to change or rewire, you know, myself emotionally, uh, it just doesn't, it, it seems like the only answer, at least for me, is to learn how to mindfully cope with these things. And uh, that's not always easily done. It's much easier said than done. Because what I've found is, is that the feelings and the, and the difficult emotions that come up, they dissipate on their own. There's really, it's an illusion to think that we can actually make those things go away. Uh, we can ignore them. Uh, we can indulge in them and believe them and create all kinds of storylines about, you know, the fact that we're a victim of this particular feeling. 
we can engage in all sorts of behaviors to try to drown out the, the, the bad feelings, uh, indulging in addictions and behaviors of all kinds. It doesn't necessarily have to be an addiction. It can just be, that's, which is really a, a, it's a different form of coping, but it's the key here, I think, and I never want to be too sure of anything, but the key, I believe, is mindfully coping with it. How do we mindfully cope with these feelings that we have? And a great example of this, yesterday, I always like to give a little bit of an example. I had, for some strange reason, uh, yesterday was a you know pretty straightforward day. I actually felt you know pretty good most of the day and was very productive with my work and uh, made some headway with some projects and didn't really have anything in particular in my life that was causing me pain or difficulty. Sure, I could have found things to have worried about. I could have found things to have been concerned about, but I seem to have one of those, and I don't have these days every day. Some days I am worried about things to the point where there are difficult emotions that come up with that and where I do have to uh, try to mindfully cope with that. Some days, and it's a, it is a, it's a garden variety of things as far as the difficult emotions that I feel, and I don't want to necessarily you know, just you know, give off a list, but uh, I'm definitely glad to, uh, to share more about that in terms of what those difficult emotions are at a, at a more appropriate time. But just a, a great example, yesterday, at the end of the day, as the day came to a close and it was getting dark, the sun was going down outside, and I had you know things to do yesterday evening, but I just had this, all of a sudden, just as I wrapped up my work, I had this just horrendous feeling of emptiness. And this is something that I uh, struggle with from time to time. I still don't understand why this happens, why I feel this way sometimes. What I do know is, is that there's no need to understand it. The more I try to understand it and figure out where it comes from and start doing what I call digging around in the archives of my life, trying to find a reason for this, the more that I continue to suffer. Because the more energy, the more I'm paying attention to this feeling, the more that I'm taking it seriously. And I, do, and I don't want anyone to get me wrong here. I'm not saying that we should not take life seriously. Clearly, that you know, it's uh, it just it is it's just common knowledge that you know cer- certainly there's things that we need to take seriously: our our health, our safety, our families, our friends, our loved ones. We want to try to make our best efforts every day to do the you know the work that we do and to try to make the world a better place. So when I when you hear me use the phrase "don't take it seriously," I'm not saying act like life is a big gigantic joke. But what I am saying is, if we have feelings or thoughts, and those seem to be the two things that really trip us up in terms of how we deal with our minds, that if we can take it less seriously, what I'm really saying is, I'm not saying, well, I started to say I'm not going to say laugh at it, but it's not, you know, it wouldn't be bad or wrong to laugh at it. If And, and it's one of my favorite things to do. I mean, I have... You know, I, I could share hours of stories about the, some of the most ridiculous thoughts that I have indulged in, the most ridiculous feelings that I have given into and created a storyline around it and believed it. And, and, and it, it literally was real because I believed it was real. And, I, and at the same time, I took it really, really seriously. It became something that I really believed was real. And all it really was was just a construct of my mind. It was just a belief that I was holding. And one of my other favorite sayings is I heard a teacher once say, feelings aren't facts. And that's, uh, I think that's something that I try to remind myself. And I had to do that yesterday because I had this just 
feeling of horrendous emptiness. It was suddenly as if it was like one of those existential tidal waves. It was just, you know, I suddenly had this feeling and it was, what's weird is when you have these feelings, you feel it viscerally in your body, but then your mind tries to start telling you a story. I don't know if you've ever noticed that, but it's, you know, you will feel sometimes a physical feeling somewhere in your body. And a lot, a lot of the experts that, that, you know, talk about dealing with difficult emotions, they will talk about how you want to, if you want to really deal with a particular feeling or loosen your attachment to it, you stop concentrating on what you're thinking about or what you're telling yourself about that feeling. And what you do is you pay attention to your body and try to figure out where it's coming from. And there again, you don't want to hold that too tightly. You just want to give yourself a chance if you can to find out if it is coming from a physical place. And they don't always come from a physical place. Sometimes we talk ourselves into certain feelings and emotions, but sometimes they do come from someplace physical in our, within our bodies. So this is the kind of work, and I realize that would be way beyond the scope of what I'm talking about today. And I'm not an expert in this, so I don't want to act like I am. But what I do want to say is, is that, for instance, in my case, as I had this feeling, it felt like this horrendous emptiness. It felt like I was being drawn into this black hole of nothingness. But see there again, do you notice the, the, the visuals that I'm giving you? That's because my mind started deciding, okay, I, I automatically just assumed that I would need to be able to talk about this and convey it. And I know it's difficult if I'm communicating with other human beings. I have to be able to use words in order to... Uh, in order to be able to convey what the feeling is. But in this case, I felt, and I did, I had to be very, very still. I had to, I literally had to sit down on the floor, cross my legs. And and I'm not saying you always have to do that, but it's just, I have, everyone has different ways of coping with this physically and just let myself feel what it is that I was feeling. And yes, I, you know, there was thoughts that were going through my head. And the thing is, I guess I want to really stress this is that you can't stop those, those thoughts. You don't have to. You don't have to add give energy to them. But you're, the idea here in mindfulness meditation is not to stop having thoughts because the brain, the mind, is always going to have thoughts. It's just that we learn how to let them sort of pass through. You know, kind of almost like a. I heard a Buddhist teacher once call them storms of mind, and it's just a storm of mind. And I remember teaching my daughter at a very young age that you know she was really struggling with something and as i you know started studying buddhism and eastern thought and philosophy when she was just a toddler i told her i was like you know you know hillary you're having a storm of mind and she would just laugh and thought that was the funniest thing and i and, and what's neat about it is i i i still remember that now if i'm going in the, if i'm in the midst of a feeling that is really causing me an or an emotion that's causing me pain I remember that I'm just having a storm of mind. Storms always pass. And if I can just remind myself of that. But I think it's a combination of, and I think everybody has a different way of doing this. And this feeling, the more that I thought about the feeling, the more I tried to understand what it felt like, the worse that it got. The more, it's almost like there's a feedback loop. I felt this feeling. I, I, I still couldn't really tell. It felt like it was coming from my body somewhere, somewhere in my chest for some strange reason. And I, you know, finding out where it comes from doesn't necessarily always make it go away. Sometimes it does. And I don't know enough about that. I'm not enough of an expert to understand why that is. But I do know that the more that we think about a feeling, at least in my case, it basically is a feedback loop. The more I'm thinking about it, the more I get tense and stressed and worried. And it seems to me that there's always this question in my mind when I am thinking about something that I'm feeling that's difficult or a difficult emotion, 
for me, I'm always asking the question, and I, I love asking people this to find out if they do this as well. You know, is this, when's this going to end? Is this going to last forever? Am I always going to feel this way? And the more that, I, that, I, that I'm asking myself that, and sometimes I can be thinking it without really thinking it, if that makes sense at all. I just, I'm sort of running through that in my head, and it seems to be the focus, and I think maybe that's just human nature. When we're hurting, we worry about, you know, oh my gosh, am I going to be hurting like this forever? Is this never going to go away? Is this, is this the way I'm going to feel for the rest of my life? And the interesting part about it is that generally with feelings, the storm passes, but it's just a matter of riding it out until it does. And it seems to me that the, 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 the more that we let go, the less seriously that we take these things, the less energy we give to the stories about why we're hurting and what is causing our hurt, our pain and suffering. Because sometimes it's not just feelings within ourselves. Somebody says something to upset us. Somebody disappoints us. Somebody lets us down. Someone promises something and doesn't follow through. Someone insults us. Someone insults our dignity. Someone questions what it is that something that we hold dear and are trying to... Sometimes people don't get what we're trying to say. I mean, there's a host of reasons in human relationships for how external events can cause these feelings. And I think, and I believe, at least for me, the coping mechanism is still the same. It's a return back to the present moment because every moment that I am somewhere else, every moment that I'm thinking about the feelings and the emotions, every time I'm wondering and speculating about how long it will last, every time I am taking it seriously and beginning to find reasons for why I'm feeling this way, and then suddenly I want to f- figure out, and I sort of want to justify it to myself. Yeah, I should feel this way because, you know, this person did this to me, and this person did this to me, and when I was five years old, this person said this to me, and, uh, you know, you, you, it, it literally starts growing. It's like it's like you put something in a, it's like you, you take a feeling and put it in a Petri dish, and it grows like a bacteria. It just, it literally takes over, and so I think the key to this is, is just learning how to mindfully cope with it by trying to let go, by trying to take it less seriously, and by trying to give less energy to it and just let it pass. Very much easier said than done. And that's why I think they call it a practice, because mindfulness practice is something that we just can't start doing it. It's something that we, you know, the the, the, the quiet, still sitting that we do, the meditation sitting, it's not about trying to not think anything. It's about learning how to live with those thoughts and detaching ourselves from them and to detach from the story that we're telling ourselves, our narrative, our attachment to our ego, our attachment to our, our identity. It's all the thinking that we do about who we think we are. It's all the things that we tell ourselves about who we are and what our life is about and, and, and what it is that we're doing Instead, and and as opposed to just being who we are, letting that happen spontaneously, doing the things that we're moved to do uh, without actually having an agenda or a belief that we're, it's almost like we don't have to, the idea is to not believe that we're anyone doing anything. It's just that we just, we literally are in the moment doing what we need to do. And that's not to say that we shouldn't plan and have goals and aspirations. It just means that we have to be careful about believing that's who we are. It can be what we do, but it doesn't have to be who we are. And I think that is the key to dealing with those difficult emotions, because those emotions aren't us. They're just things that happen within us, and we can separate ourselves from that.